Hi, and welcome to No Crying in Baseball, episode 102. You know what that is? Postseason fever. Catch it, baby. Episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, Patty. It's uh, 102. I thought of a fever as soon as I saw that. And you know, I used to have Red Sox fever big time, but you that, don't anymore. That well, I guess I personally do, but I'll just sort of suffer with my my cold face cloth on my face by myself. <laughs> you need a little compress. So, yeah, I need a little bit of help. But you know what? I, I'm going to fluids. say you need fluids. I, that too. Oh shit! I am down on my fluids for this episode. But there will be fluids in the future because we are going to go to games, not the Red Sox game. So there are these four words I'm going to mention a lot for the next couple of weeks, which is world champion Boston Red Sox. Last year when they won the World Series, I promised I would say that a lot, and I haven't. And my time is fleeting. It's totally fleeting. So here we go. Say it again. World champion Boston Red Sox. Wait, that's five words. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I can't even count. The, you haven't even had Fucking, the fluids. It's the fever. Yes, it is you got the, the fever. fever. Five. Yeah. yeah. So I want to tell you one huh. thing real quick. I missed you this weekend for like the last game of the regular season. Mm, and so Danielle and I, our buddy in Section 408, were in tears multiple times. We got so emotional about the last game. One was because Aaron Barrett came out for in relief and got a standing ovation. And it was just so heartwarming and lovely. And Davey let him in for the whole inning, even though he was not doing well for a little while. But then he got out of the inning just fine. Wow. Cookie Carrasco came in to pitch. So we got to stand for Cookie. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, a lot of the Nats fans didn't realize what was happening there. And a lot of the Cleveland fans had already left because it was towards the end and it was kind of a blowout. But we stood for Cookie, and that made me feel good. And yeah. also, um, he put uh, Davy Martinez put uh, Ryan Zimmerman in for, to pinch hit at the bottom of the eighth because this is Zim's last year of his contract. So we don't know what's going to happen next year. And this was his last appearance at a regular home game. And we were kind of a mess. And maybe it's a good thing you weren't there because then there would have been more of a mess and we would have been inconsolable. Oh, yeah, but I I am super sad. Like that's so much to miss. I do feel really sad and kind of pissed that they had the last game on Rosh Hashanah. Damn it. Damn it. Today's show is brought to you by the word groin. I'm going to say the word groin more times than I care to. In fact, I already have. It's the end of the regular season, not quite the postseason yet when we're recording this. So we're going to talk about that stuff that happens right in between. Like now we know who the batting champs are, and a lot of them are our boyfriends. Yadi, speaking of boyfriends, had a bench-clearing conversation, which might be the last bench-clearing conversation of the regular season. I have a surprise boyfriend to tell you about. You don't even know he's my boyfriend. We're going to talk some end-of-the-season strategies, how some of the teams worked with the last couple games Dropping fouls for personal game, playing the story, uh, the playing the spoiler, and maybe resting some veterans that we would have liked to have seen play. Six managers are on the move. Probably more to come. We're going to keep talking about Felipe Vasquez, the man who is more never going to be a boyfriend than anybody else we can think of. And then, yay, girls playing baseball in our neighborhood and a little bit of cross training with the WNBA finals. I'm going to talk Hamate for the last time this season. I hope to God it's That's, the last you time. Can, you cannot promise that. I can't promise that. But we have talked in the past how Hamate surgery turns players into superheroes. That happened to Jose Ramirez. So Hamate is an extra bone in the hand that you have explained to us in previous podcasts that, dear listeners, you should go back to if you need a little explanation on what Patty is talking about right now. This bone breaks a lot. People get hit by pitches, they throw something wrong, and their handmate bone breaks, they need surgery. It takes usually a couple months to recover. Jose Ramirez recovered in under four weeks. Superhero already. Superhero speed and his first game back. He had, they had a series, uh, this is Cleveland, 
had a series against the White Sox. His first at bat, he had a grand slam. His second at bat, he had a three-run homer. So back in superhero form, except I think he peaked early because when Cleveland came to town, he was not in the lineup on Friday. Turns out his hand is now sore because he was so superhuman-y. And then after Friday, that Cleveland was knocked out of chances for the postseason. So forget it. We are not going to risk this guy. He's too important to us. So he's going to sit. So so you can't use your full powers right in the beginning when you become a superhero. That's the motto or the 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 moral of the story. That's I, it. I think like more things, all, all things in moderation. Yeah. I mean, like the Grand <laughs> Slam and then the three run homer might have been asking too much. Yeah. Maybe if he separated those by day, he would still be playing. I don't know. Well, sorry, Cleveland. Rest up, Jose. I had a boyfriend last year that I want to talk about, which is Yadier Molina and about our boyfriend thing. So this is the part of our podcast where we talk about our baseball boyfriends. We each have carefully picked one per team and never the same guy in the offseason. So go back to those episodes if you want to hear why we picked these guys. But two years ago, I picked Yadier Molina and I I still adore him because he's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's a lot of argument about that in the world of Twitter, but he's just a classic So he also has a bit of a temper. And actually, we've talked about that here before. And he took offense to being hit by a pitch by Cole Hamill. And this was the Cardinals-Cubs game. And there was already bad blood about this game, right? Because didn't Joe Madden say something like, I don't give a shit about how hard we try? And Yeah, actually, we're going to talk about that a little bit more later, too. But we can do that now, actually. Um, Briefly, the Brewers were ticked because it mattered to the Brewers that the Cardinals lose. And it seemed like Joe Madden was not playing his A team. Mm-hmm. And so that if you, if the Cubs aren't trying their best to knock out the Cardinals, it doesn't benefit the Brewers. And Joe Madden says, I don't care. I'm playing my game. Yeah, I think he really said, I don't give a shit. Like, that was why I was attracted to that story. <laughs> that is very likely. <laughs> yeah. Joe Madden can be your baseball manager boyfriend. Meanwhile. gets another job. The Cubs and the Cardinals were not having a fuzzy happy game. And uh, Cole Hamill grazed the elbow of Javier Molina. And, you know, even if it was, it, it probably was not on purpose is sort of the common understanding right now. Even if it was, it didn't do serious damage. It was his elbow. It was not his head. It was not a full force. It sort of grazed the edge of it. But he got pissed. And he actually sort of flipped his back on the way to... The, to first base, but he wasn't really going to first base. He was heading way much more toward the pitcher's mound. And then Jonathan Lucroy, who I just wanted to mention because he is, Yay. we loved him from the Angels and he is back and playing after his injury and playing Peacemaker. So I guess catchers probably have a thing again uh, for each other, with each other, supporting each other. That's he it. got in there and, and got in between Cole Hamels and uh, Yadier Molina. And then Matt Carpenter from first base came over. So it was a benches clearing kerfuffle, but things were really cleared. Like people came out of the benches. The pitchers came in from that thing over there where they practice pitching. Would that be the bullpen? That would be the bullpen. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's over it. There on, in the place. With the yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people were all over the field um, and there were no warnings or suspensions. And I don't get that part. You would think that somebody would be at least warned um, that the umpire just had a little bit of a talk with Adam Wainwright, the Cardinals pitcher, before he came back out, sort of like, don't even think about it. Yeah, don't prolong this. Yeah. So there's that. Maybe they all thought, yeah, end of the season. What could possibly go wrong? Right, right. right. Potty Mouth described our boyfriends to you. Sometimes our boyfriends get DFA'd when we're not paying attention. Oh, no. Well, that happened to me in July because out of the 30 boyfriends we pick, we only fill out our fantasy 
boyfriend baseball league teams right. with the number that we need to do that. And so the other guys sometimes go a little bit ignored. They languish. They languish. And so languishing on my um, my backup boyfriend list was Mark Reynolds, who I love, with the Rockies, who got DFA'd in July, which I didn't really notice because it wasn't big news. Yeah, I missed it. And he wasn't on my lineup, so it was fine until... I got into a little bit of catcher trouble in my lineup. I had guys that were on the IL and I said, okay, I need a catcher. Crap, I don't have a catcher, which means where am I going to find a catcher? Because I'm full. And, and, then, and part of the tricky part is you have to find one from a team that you don't already have because we only have one boyfriend per team. See, our rules are difficult. They are so hard. Who makes... Oh, wait, we made this. You do, yeah, especially yeah. you're the commish. Dang it. Yep. So I learned to my chagrin that Mark Reynolds has been DFA, but that frees me up to, hey, are there catchers on the Rockies? That I might Uh pick up. So I picked up, quietly behind the scenes, Tony Walters, who is young catcher, catcher of the future for the Rockies. And here's why that's important right now. First, defense is sexy. He's behind only um, JT Real Muto in throwing out runners. 36% success in that, which is great. He's got some grooming things. He's got a very notable mustache. And so the guys on the team say, don't dash on the stash. That's nice. That totally works. So he's got a motto already. So he comes with a motto. Uh There's some grooming things. He's got sexy defense. And wait, wait, is that notable in a good way? Because we've talked about mustaches. And I said before that I've never seen a successful one. He can carry it off. I mean, I don't personally find it attractive, but it's not a mustache. I look at and go, oh, no, 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 no. That shouldn't happen. It's, 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 Fine. We'll talk more. <laughs> okay. You know, I've, I, I, he's, I've already, I've used him up basically this season. So, you know, I never have to go back to Tony Walters, but I might want to, maybe we'll talk, but here's why it's noteworthy. So he is catching at a game with, let's see, who does Lorenzo Kane play for? That would be the Brewers. That would be That's the my Brewers. boyfriend, That's Lorenzo right. Kane. Okay. So This is an important game because the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Nationals were all in a hot mess for Brewers and Cardinals, who's going to be first place in the Central, and both. And it could be some three-way crazy tie that affects the wild card, right? Right. So all of these games are important. So Lorenzo Cain is barreling home to try to score a run. The way he does. The way he does. And Tony Walters, my new boyfriend catches a throw from the outfield that is freaking spectacular and he's in the lane in front of the plate and ta- catches the ball tags him out lorenzo kane is out does not score the run so there's a brouhaha if i may say so <laughs> brewer haha because okay was this the is this the buster posey rule right so right. kane basically you know slid into him because where the hell was he going to go so my boyfriend would have been in the right in that situation right and so craig council the manager of the brewers is like what the hell people and he gets ejected for saying what the hell people and whatever else he actually said but they found that tony walters was not in the wrong i think it was because he was huh. basically catching the ball like it was an active thing he wasn't like planted there blocking the lane he was actually you know catching the ball making the play that's where the throw was going this is kind of important because that would have been a go-ahead run for the brewers who ended up tied and then going into extras and the rockies won it in extra innings so this may have made a difference in how the outcome is so my boyfriend spoiler how about that? <laughs> Post-season spoiler. Oh, damn. Well, I guess we're, I'm happy the Brewers ended up where they did. 
And one of the best things about being at that game on Friday, and I just got that first of the Cleveland game, was doing the baby shark because Para hit a home run. And I think he got in another run at some point. Um, and then he did really well when I wasn't watching, right? On Sunday, there was like a baby shark grand slam. Saturday was the grand slam. Oh, and Sunday, there were more hits. Yeah, he, he started on Crazy. Saturday. There was baby shark out the wazoo, let me just say. So I'm having some serious baby shark envy. But the one baby shark that I do have dibs on is Fernando Tatis Jr., who's my Padres boyfriend, who I adored. And I really wanted to be Rookie of the Year. And then he got hurt. But he still participated in Rookie Dress-Up Day and got even more points from me for dressing up as baby shark Huge shout out to Stephanie, our Padres fan friend, for pointing that out to us. How did you know it was Baby Shark? Because he's a full grown man. The, well, he is no, but he's young. We can we can call him Baby. Hey, Baby. Okay, so I was, can call him Baby. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can call me right. Baby. That's I don't right. Know. <laughs> All right. So we finished the regular season, which means the stats are final. And we know who the winners are as far as batting statistics. And our boyfriends are all over this. Especially yours. The, Okay, see, I wasn't yeah, gonna... you're, that you got this. <laughs> well, some of them are former boyfriends, so we're okay. going to count those because we have selected these guys in the past. But too, they're so... still yours, right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop feeling bad about that. I'm just going to embrace this. Okay, my last year's boyfriend, and boy, do I love me some Tim Anderson of the White Sox. He got the batting title for the entire league with batting 335 for the year. The next four guys, Christian Yelich. My boyfriend, Kato Marte. Hey, that's my your guy. Your boyfriend. My current guy. That's right. DJ LeMayhew, my guy, and Anthony Rendon, my forever guy. So pretty damn good for our batting average guys. All right. So I got one out of five there. So that's 20%. I'm averaging 20% right now. Look at you in the math. I'm trying. Forever boyfriend, Anthony Rendon, has the RBI title with 126. There's one for you. Do you want to say it out loud? Sure. And Mookie Betts runs for 135, which is great because he had a rough start. But there was a lot of shining stars flickering out on the Red Sox. But oh, yay, Mookie. Gosh. Mookie's my forever boyfriend, I think. I think. <laughs> so far. Ha. So far. My boyfriend, Eugenio Suarez, got the National League home run title with 49, which Puts him second, however, to the league title, which went to yeah. Pete Alonzo, the polar bear, who, God, I want dibs on for next year. We may have to arm wrestle. I don't know. No, you get him. Do I? Okay, you, do, so you deserve him. You've been really following him. You totally, <laughs> that's a boyfriend earned. Oh, thank you. So the, the 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 big kid, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, hit 53 home runs, which is the record for um, the season for rookies. So he beat Aaron Judge's record of 52 that's good by me yeah yeah and so he was also then the um the league leader so hooray for that um did i say Eugenio Suarez of the national yep yep and did i mean american league wait hold oh, on. oh yeah you said national and yeah. he is national he's wait, red well, right? why is he i'm now i'm very confused as what's going on here all right notes notes <laughs> well notes. you know what keep posted on our social media and we will update that there we go. There we go. My my mind is a little anyway. But anyway, one of the reasons that I believe that Pete Alonso belongs to me and not Potty Mouth. So mm -hmm. this is how I was going to try to win him over if he hadn't just given him to me. Is okay. he was so um, freaking excited about uh, about getting that last home run? He said, "I'm not going to curse." 
But holy S, I can't believe that happened. So he really just he said, said holy S. S. I can't believe that happened. That big dumb boy is my big dumb boyfriend. That's hysterical. And I love him. All right. Holy S, you totally deserve him. There was one little thing I was going to do to make a play for him, and that he speaks Spanish. And I guess the last name Alonso, you, but Pete and just the way he looks and that blonde little mustache that he had for a while. So I had him as Italian. Uh, yeah, well, that's half, yeah. he's half Italian. So that's his grandparents come from Italy and Spain. So he does have some Spanish background. And he was interviewed in Spanish for Con las Bases Llenas, my favorite Spanish-speaking uh, baseball information podcast and video and everything. And they asked him about food. And he said, actually, I think it was it was overall that he said he would go with paella over spaghetti for his favorite. So he's leaning Spanish. I would go paella. <laughs> That's for sure. But I would definitely go Pete Alonso for my next year's Mets boyfriend. So hooray for that. I'm going to say the word groin. Oh, man. And I'm the potty mouth. I know. Well, I didn't say like freaking groiners. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Groins, groin, groin. Okay. So here's groins are now in the way of my whole chasing history thing that I talked about last week because <laughs> groin injuries. Groins are in my way. I'm going to just cut that little part while I'm <laughs> editing and put it on like feedback. On, put on a loop. Yeah. Groins mm-hmm. are in my way. Groin injuries got in the way of Ronald Acuna Jr.'s attempt to go 40-40 this season, 40 home runs and 40 steals. He ended up with 41 home runs and 37 steals, which is pretty damn good, but not a 40-40. Why? Because groin. Ouch. Nick Castellanos, who was going for a historic 60 doubles this season, had to stop at 58 because groin, groin injury. So damn it, Nick. Also, so Nick came over from the Tigers to the Cubs this season, and he's going to be a free agent. So now there's a question. Are you going to stay with the Cubs, who really kind of let him loose? He was pretty good with the Tigers, but as soon as he became a Cub man, he was lighting it up. So who knows what's going to happen there as soon as his what recovers? His groin. Yeah, or a third third party to be named later. I saw a weird article this week on Yahoo focusing on Ronald Guzman, and it just it, it showed your boyfriend. He, uh, yeah, there we go. Another boyfriend. He's my first base boyfriend on the Texas Rangers who can do great splits. And he dropped this ball in foul territory that looked like a really easy catch. And they definitely posted it sort of like as, haha, look at this bonehead play. And I'm kind of pissed off because, hello, context. Sometimes there are reasons for things like that. And the reason was Mike Miner was pitching and he was going for his 200th strikeout of the season. And he had hope of getting a strikeout if he could get another pitch in. So he actually yelled at Guzman to drop the ball. So don't rag on my boyfriend, Yahoo. But rag the heck on Mike Miner and the Rangers, because I do not approve of this behavior whatsoever. Because here's what happened. Here's all the background. Okay. So you can get angry. Okay. I can you be can, pissed about my boyfriend. But don't be, you but don't be angry don't at defend Miner. But, but there's um, the whole background is this. So as Potty Mouse said, Mike Miner's trying to get his 200th strikeout this season. Um, he stayed in the game way too long and the Rangers let him because the Rangers wanted him to get this strikeout number for personal gain, right? Nothing was going to happen to anything. It didn't matter. Didn't matter in the playoffs. Didn't matter. Right. Else. They didn't have to win the game anyway. So whatever. This is how long they kept him in. Okay. So he pitched the eighth inning starting at 117 pitches. Okay. The Red Sox start messing with him, which I don't disagree with in this case. The Red Sox, Red Sox have a strategy of pretty much not swinging on the first pitch, right? 
they swung at all the first pitches, which got them pop outs, easy grounders. Oh, wow. So they were getting outs, but they were not striking out. Right. So this eighth inning where minor comes up at 117 pitches, it was a three pitch inning. Because each of the guys that came up that inning swung at the first pitch and got a ridiculous pop out or something like that, right? He comes back again for the ninth. He's, you know, how if he started, so 100, so 120 pitches, right? Right. Comes back in the ninth. Wow. And then, um, so Owings hits this ball. It's a foul pop, easy catch for Guzman. Not only did Miner yell at him, but the story that I read said that the catcher was yelling, drop the ball. Poor Guzman. So he, Dropped the ball to give Miner another chance to throw another pitch. And finally, the umpire rung up Owings on a pitch that was clearly a ball high and and inside just to get the damn strikeout so they could stop the bleeding. That just seems really out of control and ridiculous. Yep, for sure. I don't like it. In the meantime, other teams were sitting and resting their stars, even if they were pretty close to breaking other records, um, whether or not they had an injury to their groin. We talked mm-hmm. about the Brewers-Cubs, um, St. Louis brouhaha. But you know what? The Cubs, even though they weren't running, they were resting their guys, which pissed off the Brewers because they weren't playing their A-team against the Cardinals, which would have helped mm-hmm. the Brewers. Right. Cubs still won two out of three of those games against the Cardinals. So there's that. One of the nice things that happens at the end of the season, if your team is no longer in the running, is your new guys, your call-ups, get a chance to play. They get to play in the Major League ballpark. They get to bat against Major League pitchers, unless the guy that you're trying out is a pitcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that happens, too. Um, one of the things that happened at the Cleveland games I went to is our pal, Framiel Reyes, who Cleveland got in the trade uh, with San Diego, he had been DHing for Cleveland, which means he didn't play on the game that you came to. Right. On and I was Friday. very sad. Well, sure. And so was Framiel Reyes because he doesn't like to DH. On Saturday and Sunday, he played right field. He came in for Puig because they want to try him out at right field for the future, right? So I didn't get to see Puig, who I enjoy watching because the man can hit a ball really hard and that's fun to watch, but so can Framiel Reyes. And he did pretty darn good and his response to this whole thing about DHing or playing right field was he said when you go down there you make good plays the adrenaline is different when you come to hit than just sitting there it's not the same another notable thing about Cleveland not being in the playoffs they had 93 wins which is higher than some people who are in the playoffs and didn't make the playoffs and that's actually historic that's the highest number of wins somebody a team has gotten and not made the playoffs that's gonna suck that is no bit. consolation a little bit Oh, damn. So, talking about sucking, you gave me a good seg- segue. Just wanted to give you a quick update on Felipe Vasquez. He sucks. He sucks. So this is the Pirates pitcher who was arrested for all sorts of bad shit. And you know what? I'm going to tell you about it. I also want to give one more shout out to our friends at Con Las Basas Llenas again, because they and TMZ are the only people that I saw still covering this. And I know there's lots of great baseball stuff going on now. We have wild card and playoffs and stuff. But part of the the thing that we continue to fucking gripe about when this stuff comes up is that it disappears. Like it hits the news and then it's gone. So we got to know what happens to him. And he's actually in shackles in jail now. He had court in Pennsylvania on the 25th and he was denied bond. And his lawyer said that was good. His lawyers. His that was good? his own lawyer said that the denial wow. of bond was good. I mean, I fair. agree, but I think he might need a different lawyer. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's I mean, I, or just 
damn wow. it, or just it's that bad. Um, so in in Pennsylvania, he's facing three felony char- charges, including statutory sexual assault, unlawful contact with the minor, and corruptions of minors. And a misdemeanor charge, assault of a person less than 16. Apparently, because this was done via text, um, he also has ta- uh, charges in Florida where the victim received the texts. And huh. in Florida, there are different charges. There's two felony charges, one giving obscene material to a minor and the other soliciting a child for unlawful sexual conduct because that's the via electronic stuff, whereas the physical stuff happened in Pennsylvania, apparently. Wow. So the Florida hearing is not scheduled yet um, because I think they're going to wait and see how things look in Pennsylvania. He was shackled hand and foot when he was escorted into the courtroom. So it looks pretty bad. He um, he admitted to sex, but not really, whatever that means. And I don't want to go into any more detail or thinking about it, but just that he admitted to something and maybe not understanding how horrible that something is or those somethings are that he did. God, who the fuck knows? But the weirdest, well, I don't know. One of the weird things is he was positively identified by his tattoos. He has a lot of um, very distinctive, distinctive that's the word, ta- tattoos, and over the videos that he sent. Oh, oh, right. oh, Oh, so wrong. Yep. So I can move on from that. I just felt like it was important to add. Yeah. And we're going to keep telling you about this because we're not going to forget this because we are horrified and angry. Yep. Pissed off. There are some managers who might be a little pissed off and there are some who are moving on by choice. We're going to run through them pretty quickly. We talked last week about Bruce Bochy uh, retiring and just he had a... a he had it was a, 2000 wins yeah. and all of that um, with the Giants. So he's retiring. We knew he was going to retire. Very cool. He had a little fun when the, his last game of the season. Uh, the Dodgers, who were winning, I think, nine to nothing at, under at, behind Rich Hill, decided to put Clayton Kershaw in as a relief pitcher, which seems more like a playoff move than a last game of the season. That's they said, weird. We're just going to warm him up. Okay. So um, Bruce says, All right, well, we're going to lose Madison Baumgartner um, at the end of the season. So let's put him in as a pinch hitter against Clayton Kershaw. Oh, that's awesome. So that happened. They went to a full count. Um, Mad Bum lined out. That's okay. It was a, it was a real at bat. It was a good thing. And it's a kind of fun way to go out from the season. That is so cool. They must have both been laughing. Joe Madden of the Cubs is, is the one that's probably the most notable right now because his some news outlets have been saying he was fired, but really his contract was up. Right. And actually at the beginning of the season, way back in November, the Cubs said, we're not going to renew the contract. So everybody knew it was clear that he was going to be done with the mm-hmm. Cubs at the end of the season. So he's done with the Cubs at the end of the season. He also had a little fun. He had Zobrist um, pitch and he had a scoreless eighth inning. Nice. So that's pretty good too. But now the rumors are starting up and they are, are just crazy. Is he going to go replace Bochi at the Giants? Is he going to the Padres? Is David Ross going to the Cubs? I want to see that I know. Happen. That is my favorite. He says, oh, I'm really happy with the ESPN, but I think he might be winking when he says well, that. Well, you know, there have been other uh, managers who made that leap. Look at Alex Cora. Right? Yep. For instance. And just before we started recording, um, Brad Osmus of the Angels got fired, and Madden has some experience with the Angels. He's been there before. Oh. He has worked there before. So that's all of a sudden bubbling to the top. And he too. wants to go to Disneyland. May who wouldn't really? Yeah. So um, Ned Yost of Kansas City is also retiring. His last game was a win over the Twins, which is pretty cool. He oh, is good. the longest tenured manager in the American uh, in the American League. And he says he's looking forward to sleeping in. He and his wife have a farm in Georgia and they're just going to go hang. He's done happily. 
Clint Hurdle of the Pirates is done, but not happily. He was fired before the last game. So Sunday morning, he was fired. They gave him the option to manage that last game, but he said, "Mm, no, thank you. And he left before the first pitch. He is the longest tenured manager after Bochy and Yost. So two of them retired. One of them was fired. Um, Andy Green of the Padres actually was fired a week ago. He was the first manager to go. Um, for this this season, and, this, and then and then the Angels manager just fired moments ago. I am behind on my Hell's Bells listening. I am very curious to hear what our friends in San Diego have to say about this. One of the interesting things about people being fired is in almost every story that I read, it said they have a three-year contract and they were fired after one or two years. What the hell does a contract mean? Right. Right? Wait, I, well, I think it means you still owe the money. So yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. the, that's the thing about firing someone is you still have a contract, so you still owe them money. You have to pay them whatever oh, you said. Oh, fire me then. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Disneyland. You can you can, you can pay my next two years like of salary. Do. All right. Sure. All right. Real quick rundown. We made predictions at the beginning of this year um, on who we thought would do what, and we've been checking in on the monthly. And we have our final score. I'm glad I don't have zero. So that's, I'm happy about that. So I'm giving us one point for every exact pick and then half a point if we picked a team for something different, but the team is still in the playoffs. Like if we picked them for the wild card, but they got the division title. So my score is in the American League, I get a point for picking Houston and a half a point for the Yankees because I picked them for the wild card. And that's all I did in the American League, (laughs) me and the Red Sox. And in the (laughs) National League, I get a point for St. Louis, who like I I had not been counting on that point basically the whole season. Point, good for you. That was I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about my half point for the Nationals. So that is a total of three. All right. So my American League points, I got one for Houston and one for the Yankees. Ouch! That like adds insult to injury about them winning. Uh, National League, I got one point for the Dodgers, half a point for the Brewers because I had them to win and they're a wild card, and actually a full point for the Nats because I was try- I had a toss-up between them and Philadelphia, and I said, no, I think Phil- Philly is going to win, so that was so wrong, and the Nats would be the wild card, so I actually end up with 4.5 points. That's impressive. Now, we'll be back, too. We had World Series picks, and we had award picks yep. that won't be done till later. So there'll be another round. So you could catch up and beat me later. All right. We'll see. I'm already behind on this. Yeah. Hey, um, I want want you all to cross-train with the WNBA finals. Oh, yeah. They're happening now between, between now and October 10th. But the problem is, so are, is postseason baseball. So I missed the first final, oh, the shit. first of the best of five, which was the Washington Mystics, yay, home team versus the Connecticut Suns. That was during the last game of the baseball season yesterday. And the next game, um, next WNBA final game is during the wild card game Tuesday uh, night. Ouch. So um, if you don't care as much about the wild card game as we do, what's number one, what's wrong with you? Come on, <laughs> come on, Brewers, Nationals. Very cool. Yeah, that's good. It's going to be happening the night after this podcast drops. So if you're listening to us on the moment. Yep. Yeah, it's still get, coming. Um, but otherwise, there. WNBA people, because these women are amazing and strong and powerful and freaking good basketball players. Oh, yeah. I have a boyfriend fun fact for you. What's that? On my fantasy boyfriend baseball league team, I only have one playoff team not represented, and it's the Twins, because my Twins boyfriend is Nelson Cruz's the DH, and there wasn't a place for, for me to put the DH, and he's pretty fantastic, but I have mm. um, I have a boyfriend from my team um, 
for, for the, on the other nine teams who made the playoffs. Wow. I definitely need to look at that. I don't, you, you I don't, don't. not even close. I, I, I looked. Not even close? Like, do I have any? You have some. Man. You have some. All right. I have to give them credit next week. But it's it sort of flows in that, like, we had forgotten about the twins for too long. We so, did. So we now did. they got forgotten. Yep. They got forgotten all by themselves. But you did pretty well. You have gotten the bronze place at the Woo. end of our fantasy baseball boyfriend league. So congratulations. You you, you held it onto one of those Olympic stands, right? Those uh, finalist dun, things. Dun, yep. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. First place is The Leftovers. Woo. Also known lately as the cute guy who lives upstairs. So that means I am going to get 24-hour gloating for a while. And I'm going to make him a trophy. Oh, nice. I totally am. Nice. Yeah, this is going to be like a Stanley Cup thing, right? So it'll get passed along to whoever wins next year? Yes, and there'll be photos of the cute guy upstairs taking that trophy around and doing things like eating like vegan hot dogs out of it and then like <laughs> baptizing babies in it and, you know, all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, yeah. drinking beer out of it. That's oh, be yeah, there. that one. All right. Um, after him comes El Wombo, who gave him a run for his money. And then you and then Sa- uh, Deborah all the way over on the other coast and Sarah right here in town. Vino Tinto, the Venezuelan almost team, still didn't quite pull it off, but he was better than me and our kids who went away to college. <laughs> and stopped paying end. attention. And stopped paying attention. <laughs> That's the end of it. Yep. So that was the league. The, the 2000, no, 20, 19, 20. Uh, yes, 2019. I can read numbers. 20, 2019 Fantasy Baseball Boyfriend League official results. Congratulations, cute guy upstairs and the leftovers. Hey, there's some actual real baseball that we can go see in person, not played by million dollar players. Oh, yes. We, this coming weekend in um, Maryland, in Ellicott City, there is going to be a new, brand new girls baseball regional uh, series and it's under the umbrella of baseball for all that i'm so excited is expanding like crazy so this is a new playoff series and it's going to be teams in the dc maryland and virginia area um they have three divisions 11 and up 13 and up right did i always screw this up it's It's, up under it's under damn it why do i i always like backwards do it all right. Or do it 11. Backwards. Yep. 11 and under. <laughs> it's like, I, I think, I think I know what it is, but I'm going to do the opposite because I always get it wrong. And because then I'm opposite in this, day. <laughs> this bad cycle. Uh, retake. I do edit these things, but not well enough. You'll probably hear this. 11 and under, 13 and under and 18 and under. And it is being hosted by DC Girls Baseball, who we have featured on our podcast before. And we're sending all our support behind you guys. And possibly me. You might even send me there. And yep. And hopefully Patty is an envoy with a friend. Uh, I am tied up, I think. But we'll see. I don't know. I've got to look at this the hours for everything and see how much I can multitask. Hold, please. We're going to work on this. I need that yeah. Patty Mouth needs to come up at all possible one place that Potty Mouth and I are both going is Nats Park Tuesday night for the wild card game, Nationals Brewers. So, so freaking excited about that one. And also maybe TV the next night. Who knows where we're going to watch that? But that's the American League wild card on Wednesday. And then and then the division series start. And it's going to be like every game matters for an entire month. And I'm so excited about it. And I am totally here for it. We hope you're here for it, too. We hope you're here for us. If you want to fill in some blanks in your off hours, check out some past episodes. Please tell your friends about us if you think they'd enjoy this show. Find us on social media. Potty mouth. Get us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast or Instagram and Facebook at No Crying and B-Ball or on the web www.nocryingandbball.com. Excellent. Until next week. 
Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. <laughs> <laughs>